another question about crossed over loved ones was, can you actually talk to someone specific when you're doing your own connecting by yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you want to connect with someone that you love, then just talk to them. Here's the thing. They can always hear you. So just talk. You don't even have to talk out loud. I do because I just think it's more fun. Hi, I'm Andrea Neville. And I'm Jessica Paschke. We are two mediums whose spiritual experiences have been quite the adventure. We've discovered that sometimes the adventure is wonderful and unexpected, and sometimes it's downright uncomfortable. Join us as we chat about our own adventures and answer your questions about spirit, giving you specific tools and practices you can use to bring clarity and connection into your everyday life. Welcome to Adventures with Spirit. Hello, y'all. I'm so glad you're tuning in with us today. Uh, we're going to be switching things up for the next couple of episodes, making space to answer all the questions that are coming in because we've had a lot of questions. And I love that y'all have so much curiosity. And every question that's come in is so good. Oh, they're so good. I, I'm really excited, actually. It's interesting, though how things come in waves. So we're seeing a lot of questions that fall under like the same topics or are asking the same thing. And uh, Andrea and I decided that we're going to create a little bit more in-depth dive into those topics that are bringing up the most questions. And one of the big hot topics was more information about crossed over loved ones. So many good questions. Yeah. And they make, they make sense. And I love them because they make me think, and I can't wait for us to explain them a little bit more. Yeah, no, definitely. So let's dive in. Okay. So one of the most common questions, Andrea, was surrounded crossed over loved ones who sort of just drop in and startle <laughs> yes. people. Now, this is like a generalization, right? But there were multiple questions about this experience of like, what do I do when someone just sort of pops up? So let's just chat a bit about these unexpected experiences. Can you talk about how you know it's real versus your imagination or even your desire to be real? There's two questions within that question. So, okay, let's start with imagination versus desire to be real. Let's start there and then go to the startle piece. So if you are having a visitation by a loved one, it often happens in your dream state or during the day, if you're daydreaming, when you're not really focused on what you're doing, because they can slip in that way and get your attention. Those experiences are always very vivid and easy to recall. They don't ignite any fear or trepidation in you because it is your loved one sharing wisdom, sharing their love, saying hello. Think of it as a dream that's full of colors. Wouldn't you say, because Jessica, you're an amazing dreamer. So you know what I'm talking about and they're visceral. Would you say? Yeah. With those, I always wake up and I'm like, I don't have to write them down. I'll just remember them. You remember so them forever. Vivid. Or, or I'll wake up with a certainty that I know that that crossed over loved one was there. So I might not remember the details of the dream, but I'm very certain of who that dream was about and, you know, who was in it. You know, for sure. And I agree with that completely. When they drop in and startle you, that's a real thing. It makes me laugh. Um, I just heard about this the other day from a client. So I would say when you know, you know. So you know your loved one, you know what they may feel like, or if you're not feeling see or hear, I would say trust yourself. I know a lot of times I hear of parents that are riding in the car 
with their children, right? A crossed over parent, a, a dad or a mom. And they oh, always, yeah. uh, a client the other day said that they see out of their peripheral, someone sitting in the seat. And I heard as a medium, the dad say, that's me, right? So she knew that her father was in the car with her, but she didn't know, no, because she didn't trust herself. And I was able to confirm that for her, but they'll, they'll be in the house. I know Jessica, when you're cooking, I know who comes in for you, right? Yeah. My grandmother comes yeah. in during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Give and, makes comments on what I'm doing. <laughs> <their recipes>. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll walk by a certain room in my house and it'll be full of people. And I always, I stop because it's like, what is going on in there? And I don't see anybody, but you can absolutely know and feel and hear what's happening. And I just say, hi, hi, everybody. They're there. You know, that's a great point because I know a lot of people are, will be asking, you know, how can you trust these experiences more? Like they, they have them, but how do you trust them? And I think for me, and it sounds like kind of for you too, is just talking out loud to them. Oh, oh, I do. really helpful, right? Like, like it helps you to trust it. And it's just sort of like you throw caution to the wind and you're like, well, you know what? I feel like grandma's here. So I'm gonna have a conversation with grandma yeah, right now. Please, I you love know? that. I, please do that. And listen, trusting it is a whole nother episode that I know Jessica and I want to jump into because we were talking about it. But in this case, I'm going to say, trust yourself, trust your loved one, trust the, what you know to be true in that moment for you. And even if you're unsure, just assume they're there because they probably are. Agreed. So. The other side of it is, though, that these unexpected experience can bring up a fear response, too. And I think sometimes the fear comes from the unexpectedness of it, right, or the unknown of of it. Um, But can you speak a little bit about the fear response and what to do about it? What does it mean? Can you just expand on it a little bit more? Sure. And I think that the fear and the startle is really you're surprised. You're not sure. You can't see. I mean, I don't like it. Sometimes I see. Sometimes I don't. Uh, I don't like it when sometimes I feel something, I don't know what it is and I can't see it. It drives me crazy. Oh, me too. Yeah. So, so, so that's a thing. So if you're fearful, I would stop, take a minute, just take a minute, take a breath, actually come present into your body so that you can expand your senses. And then what does it feel like around you? Do you need to be fearful? Is, or is it just an automatic response system? I'm guessing you don't need to be fearful by the way. I would talk to whomever is there. If, you know, if you think you have a loved one and literally just say, hi, hi, so-and-so or hi, whoever I think this is, or how fun to say, can you help me know exactly who you are? Oh, I like that one. I like that one because our loved ones will find a really creative way to do that. Mm-hmm. They usually so, find a sign or a synchronicity. Something. Right, so think about it. It might be where something I'm going to, okay, here's my example. One of my grandfather's turns the fans on. And I think I've spoken about that. Turns the fans on in rooms. Now, the reason I know it is he is because he doubled down for me after it started happening and he he smoked a cigar. So he started doing it with the cigar smoke and I knew that it was he, right? So I asked. And then of course I thought the house was on fire. So I got to the point where I had to say, so I'm searching the house. I'd say, okay, no more cigar smoke. I know you are fans. And that's just, and you established that consistent form of communication. He doesn't talk to me. He doesn't communicate with me. He's not, he watches, he's curious. He likes the adventure. So he just turns on a fan and that's it. And I have no fear in the beginning, you know, it was like, where's the smoke coming from? So just follow it and be open and relax. 
That's wonderful advice. You know, it's interesting because there was another really great question that came in that relates to this whole thing. And the question was stated, I was afraid at first and put up a block to keep myself safe, but now I want to develop this more. How do I remove the block? Oh, you know, oh my gosh. Great question. <laughs> great question. And I think it's very common. And I like that you ask because I think Jessica and I probably forget about that because we've been doing this for a while. So if you put up a block to keep yourself safe, you can overblock, overprotect. If you want to develop more, back it down, make the statement. You have to be intentional and give permission. So what then is what makes you feel safe, but not blocked off? Is that a loved one? Is it your spirit guides? Is it your guardian angel? Is it Archangel Michael? Do one thing and then play with it a little bit, connecting to the energies around you or letting a loved one that's walking through the house, you know, just pay attention to it and, and practice. And that will remove the block, but you have to be intentional. If you've put up a block and you don't say, I want to let this go, whether internally or out loud, it's going to stay there. Because your right. mind has to match your heart. And it's a fear response and that's okay because it's, you know, it's totally natural. So don't judge yourself on it. Don't beat yourself up. It will go away. But Andrea is right. Totally find that connection that feels safe to you and work on that one first. Mm -hmm. and, and you'll find that it sort of branches out into the other areas and allows you to, to eventually work through that block or through that obstacle you're experiencing for sure. Yeah, I think so. Another question about crossover loved ones was, can you actually talk to someone specific when you're doing your own connecting by yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you want to connect with someone that you love, then just talk to them. Here's the thing. They can always hear you. So just talk. You don't even have to talk out loud. I do because I just think it's more fun. Um, but <laughs> it is. <laughs> just talk to yourself. Um, but I guarantee you, if you're thinking of them, it's because they're already there. So they've reached out to you and the connection has already been made and you really are simply responding. You think you're initiating, you're responding. That's true. If they're popping in your mind or you're thinking about them, that's them reaching out to you. Mm -hmm. So Saying they've hello. already made the first, they've yeah. already made the first step. People also want to know if spirits can talk to other spirits. Yes. Yeah, I agree. You see that a lot in readings. They yes, come in do. and they have conversations between themselves. <laughs> and you're like, hello, hi, we're here. <laughs> you know, can we just a moment of your time, please? <laughs> yeah. And it's like great evidence because so and so is talking to so and so. And, you know, the the pattern of their conversation and who talks first and who talks last is very indicative of their relationship. And then your sitter can confirm that. Yeah, it is. It's a great piece of evidence. Another one I hear a lot of is, can your crossover loved one see your future? I got a lot of thoughts on this one. Uh, what are your thoughts on it first? <laughs> well, your future isn't written. The future isn't written. It's ever evolving. There are certain things that I think will definitely come your way as opportunities, but whether you say yes or no remains to be seen. So uh, the future is a little too flexible. They can be helpful in, oh, I think they know what's coming sometimes, right? Because I, this is what I'm thinking, Jessica. I know I'm opening a pot here and I shouldn't be, but I'm going to, <laughs> Okay. Um, if I'm in a reading with a client, first of all, let me say your loved ones aren't all of a sudden omniscient or magic. It doesn't work that way. But mm. I often in readings will receive a piece of information from a loved one that unintentionally or intentionally, right? 
leads us to a possible future happening. And they're giving like advice or perspective on it? Um, sometimes it's not necessarily advice. It's usually a statement. It's like someone was wondering if they were going to have children and in comes a loved one and brought with a baby in their arms. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Right. A naked little newborn. And, oh my and gosh. I, so was the, was the loved one saying you're going to have a child? No, but it's a pretty good assumption to right that there's probably mm-hmm. a baby coming and is already in grandparents' arms waiting. You know, I've heard things of things that you're not doing that aren't good for you ways. You're not taking care of yourself. Or you're not being true to yourself or, or letting yourself grow. There's normally some wisdom. There is. And, and, you know, I get this question that, you know, are they experts? Aren't they experts on things? And, and they're not experts on things, but they have, they carry wisdom. Right. And I think that that's where you sort of tap into the power of your crossover loved ones is what, you know, if you're going through a similar situation or dealing with something that they dealt with, they're going to bring their own life wisdom to that. It's not going to be the end all be all answer. They're not going to tell you what to do. They're not going to predict your future, but they are going to say, this is what happened to me. And we see you going down the same road. Let me tell you, you don't want to do this, right? <laughs> you know, or we see you're struggling with this. We also struggled with this. And we just want to let you know that we love you and we're supporting you. And here's what we learned about that experience in our life. Um, that comes up a lot in my readings. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. I, they're not, they're not future tellers, but they can give information, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. And it's because the future, the future isn't set. That's that's the key takeaway. I think another popular question that we get is what if I can't connect with my loved ones because we've had a complicated relationship in this life or the idea that no one ever comes forward for them during readings? Yeah, I see this and hear this a lot. Gosh, you know, well, (laughs) there's so many (laughs) different ways I can answer this question. I know. But I think I would start with saying, you know, you hear us say a lot, follow the love, follow the love, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not that, and I want to be really clear about this. It's not that love isn't present and that's why you're not connecting, okay? I think that more often than not, complicated relationships make us feel unsafe. And if we're feeling unsafe, we're not going to be open to having our loved ones come through, right? Right. And I think, you know, we fear what could come through or what the experience could possibly be. And so we put that wall up, we put that block up to keep ourselves safe. I think this is more about you, the sitter, right? The person, not spirit. Mm -hmm. So the love is always there. And one thing we don't really wrap our head around really well is once our loved ones or our family cross into spirit, they're the same person and yet they have a higher perspective. So love is there. Regardless of what happened when they were in human form, there is now absolutely a love. The spirit comes through who has the greatest need. And sometimes I know, Jessica, you find this, we'll pull uh, someone through. It's just, I'm making, just say it's mom. And I have a lot of, actually mom comes through a lot. And I have a lot of clients who say, I do not want to talk to her. Like, absolutely not. You know, mom is there to say something and it's not always sorry. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Well, healing isn't always comfortable either. Right. And whatever they have to say, it may be really uncomfortable, but maybe be necessary. However, that being said, not everyone is in a place where they feel safe enough to take on that in the exactly. moment. So I think, I think with my clients anyway, I always offer them to say, I give, you know, you can say no. Yeah. 100%. I agree. But if, 
you know, I invite you that if you're ready to look at this, you're ready to tackle some of the more complicated aspects of this relationship, I will walk with you and we will walk around this block. But Mm -hmm. also you have the option to say, no, I'm not ready for that. And and to step back and, and give yourself space. And neither thing is wrong. Correct. And I love that you said walk with them because that's something that's super important to me. And I just want to jump one more thing on the end of this question. The statement that no one ever comes forward for me. That's a very strong statement. And yeah. I feel like that is something that the person themselves would benefit from working on for themselves, whether that's with a therapist, with a friend internally, that's, that's you with the wall. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And it's actually, okay. A belief system and it's yeah, okay. It's okay. Don't judge. Just yeah. look into it. Right. <laughs> no, look into it. This one I hear floating around a lot. How can we see our loved ones? in our life or in readings, like do they visit us or do they come into readings if they're already reincarnated? Oh, I they love can't that. Be in, I know, right? They can't <laughs> be in two places at once, can they? Let's start with that one. There was another one that really popped up, but I think that one, let's just start okay. there. <laughs> All right, so we're going to answer it with yes. You, they can be in two places at one time. They can be in more than two places. Think of it this way. Okay, once you return to soul form, you are not static and you are not limited by the constraints of our human bodies or understanding or this physical dimensional world. So souls can be in multiple places and multiple lifetimes simultaneously. I'm going to give an easy example. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's like simultaneous lives, I know. not past lives. Right. Whole nother episode. Right. That's a whole nother episode. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to give an easy example. Let's say you had the best sibling in the world, but there's five of you and one of, one of them has passed. That sibling can be with all four of their other siblings at the same time. They don't have to choose one and then go to the next and then go to the next. Does that make sense, Jessica? The way that I yeah, said that? Yeah, it, it does. Just like Archangel Michael can be with you and yes. with thousands of other people, right? It doesn't, it's, it is not an either or, it's an and. And the other question that kind of ties into this is they, they ask, will they meet me after I cross over if they've already come back into another body? Yes, of course. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yes. Because yes. they can be in both places. So, oh, both this places. is a whole nother episode, but it's, it has to do, I'm just going to say it has to do with the amount of energy that the soul brings into each life. Okay. So teaser for a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, a few people want to know this ties into like when we cross over what happens. Right. And, and a few people wanted to know if crossover loved ones collect you at death. I, I don't, I don't know if they collect you at death, but I think that they're hanging out with you to help you make that transition because mm. it, I, I don't know. I used to work volunteer in hospice and I was one of the volunteers that would sit with you while you were crossing. If you didn't have anyone to sit with you. Right. And I noticed that they would go in and out of their bodies quite a lot where they'd go to the other side, come back. It's not like this final, like, and pop out, go. I mean, it is at the, in the end, <laughs> but but they're, you know, they kind of go back and forth Then they would see their loved ones in the room with them and they would have conversations with them. And I think it was very comforting to know that when they finally left, that they weren't alone, that somebody was going to be there with them. And I see my family members and as they're, you know, passing, I see the room filled with their loved ones and I recognize them because they're mine as well. But I also in readings have had some spirits, loved ones say, you'll see me, I'll be there. And so that's where, you know, I get my information. So whether they're there as you walk through or they're there right when you get there, but they have specifically said, I will take you. I've heard that too. Mm -hmm. We have one final question that came in about crossover loved ones. And actually it's one that comes up in my one-on-one readings a lot. 
Uh, and it's, do babies lost during pregnancy ever come through during readings? Do babies lost in, in a miscarriage ever come through during yes. readings? Yes, they yeah. do. And it's, I have to tell you, it's, it's an energy or a frequency that they bring a feeling. They feel it's a feeling for me. I think Do you know that it's a sweet soul mm -hmm. and it's not like there's a bunch of words happening. It's a, it's a feeling and an energy and it's very clear. And you, I know exactly who it is. I mean, you know, that that's a soul of a child and then the soul will often decide what happens next, right? Because that soul choice, it's not anything to do with the person carrying the child, you know, we've all done yeah. the best we can. Right. No, I agree. And they ask if you can connect with them on your own too. Definitely. You can invite them to walk with you. You can invite them to visit you during meditations or during mm. those quiet moments or space to help you feel closer to them. And if you're, if you're a feeler like Andrea and I, you'll, you'll feel them come into the space. You mm. know, if you see things, you might see little flickers of light, you know, something we're you know, just, but no, it's usually it, a very soft, loving energy. Yeah. Everything feels okay when they're in your presence. And just know that, know they're there and they will walk with you. They won't leave you. Your heart can expand to include them at all times and everything else you have going on in your life easily. Mm, I love that your heart will expand. So I hope that helps. I hope those questions about our crossover loved ones help because it's such a a huge topic that Andrea and I couldn't possibly cover everything. So if you still have questions about your crossover loved ones, please send them in because these help us navigate to where you are in your right. adventure. And we want, we want to meet you there for sure. And we'll do, I think we have a lot to cover. I mean, we're mediums for heaven's sakes. We have a lot <laughs> to say. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah. Um, and you have your own experiences and have a lot to say. So it's important that we spend time with that. Mm -hmm. Speaking of loved ones, but not in the crossed over variety. It is that time <laughs> of year where there's a whole heck of a lot of stuff going on. It's been going on for over like for a few months now. Like I feel like fall and into winter, there's a ton of celebrations around light. However you practice that or however you step forward for that. And, and during this time, one of the biggest questions I get in my classes, with my clients, with listeners, they're all asking for advice on how to navigate feeling like the odd one out due to their spiritual beliefs, whether you believe in angels or cards or past lives or whatever it is, right? Some people would call it woo-woo. I like to take a more grounded approach and say spiritual experience, <laughs> but I get what they're saying, yeah. right? Yes. What we do isn't always accepted. I think we've both had that experience with family, with strangers, with friends, and it can be really tricky navigating that during this time because we're having all of these gatherings and we're right. put in with people that we don't necessarily... <laughs> uh, walk the same path as, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or not walking in the same way. Absolutely. You know, right. I just took a step back and thought about it. If you are getting comfortable with who you are, just be there. You don't have to convince anyone else that what you're doing, because listen, doesn't mean you're right, right? There's no right or wrong here. We're not judging other people's experiences or beliefs. So if you have a belief system that works for you, and you trust, then just be in that. You don't have to convert anyone. And you certainly don't have to share all of your thoughts with everyone. Ooh, that's such a great point. Yeah. Because, because I think often we want that external 
approval. Ex- external approval, right? Acceptance. And we think that if we can convert someone, we're going to be accepted or we're going to be mm-hmm. approved. But y'all, not everyone is the person that you let you hear your story, right? Like your story is sacred. Mm-hmm. Okay. And who you let hear that should be honored and feel honored that you share that. And that's not going to be every single family member or every single friend. You know, I have friends that we never talk about this stuff because that's not what our relationship is about. And they love me and I love them, but we just don't share that connection in that area. That's not an overlap area. And it doesn't mean that I don't show up as myself. They know who who I am and what I do. It's just, uh, we talk about other things that we have in common, right? Just like there are relationships that aren't in my life that aren't, they don't get to see all of me period. For sure. No, absolutely. You know, yeah. that's not, that's sacred and you don't get to see it unless you enter that, that inner circle. And so, right. you know, so we keep it very, because they're acquaintances or whatnot, we keep it very surface level. And it's not because I'm sacrificing myself. It's just, I don't share all of myself with all people, right? I, I open up to people who I trust. I feel safe with, And that's, you know, is a smaller group of people. I'm not going to walk around, but that doesn't mean I'm not honoring my path. That doesn't mean I feel bad about who I am. It just means I know when and where to share. Mm -hmm. Right. And it makes me think of, you know, being your authentic self. And that is being authentic. Being authentic isn't necessarily sharing everything with everybody. So go have fun with your family, share what you want to share, keep to yourself what you want to keep to yourself. Don't go in looking for a conflict because who are you to put your beliefs on someone else? Right. And don't go looking for external validation. No, because if you're walking a spiritual path, it's internal. It is. It's your internal work. That's your authenticity. Figure out who you are for yourself and just stand in it. Can we just touch a little bit on the fact though, that sometimes it's not us that brings it up. It's our family that brings it up. Yep. And and can we just chat a little about healthy boundaries and how to be firm? Because I think sometimes if we have a script sort of playing in our head that when someone brings it up and we have like that one liner already in there, like it helps. So if you okay. were at a, at a party or with a family gathering and a family member brings it up and starts giving you a hard time about your angel cards or your mediumship, what would be a response that would come up that would be loving but firm? And create a boundary that lets them know that it's not okay and that we won't be talking about that today. This is what I know to be true for me and how I choose to live my life. Thank you for accepting me for who I am. I like that. I think for me, I'm a little more, I spent a lot of years in New York. I'm a little more New Yorkery and I'd be like, I'm not going to talk about that with you right now. I'm going to enjoy the holiday time with you. But this is not a topic that we can talk about. If you would like to have this conversation at another date, I'd be happy to do so. <laughs> Walk away. But I'm a little <laughs> bit harder and more curt than you. <laughs> well, I, I I have come to a place of not being a right because truly, here's this is a great example. This conversation right here, I would have said that, and I'm not saying Jessica's right, I'm wrong, anything. But I have learned through the hard experience of being accused or rejected by people that I love and are important to me, I've had to get to a point that I really have to stand in the knowledge of who I am and not make apologies for it. 
And Jessica's yeah. not offering an apology either, but no. you know, understand that it's really again with 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 what Jessica said, it's internal. She knows what she's going to talk about and what she's not. I know this is who I am. Love me or leave me. There's a time and a place. Yes. And with all those that's an intimate conversation that belongs in an intimate setting, not in a group gathering. So just, you know, find practice. I guess our advice is practice what you want to say if someone brings it up, right? And decide before you go, what will you share about yourself, right? What will you share and on what level? Because sometimes you can share the surface level. And then if someone asks you a question about it, then you answer it a little bit more deeply. They, and if they, they ask you another question about it, and they might, because it might be very curious right, they might to them, surprise you. Then you answer it a little more deeply and you sort of guide it that way. Mm-hmm. But if you mention it and they don't pick up on it, then you know that they're not ready to engage in that, mm-hmm. right? There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay. So, so happy this celebration episode, of light. <laughs> happy <laughs> celebrations of light. This this episode really focused on crossover loved ones and alive loved ones, which some they can sometimes be more challenging. Um, but um, we are going to come back and we're going to continue this Q&A. We're going to continue answering your questions in the next episode. So thanks for tuning in with us. And like always, please continue to submit your questions because we will be doing these episodes frequently for as many questions as we get. We're happy to show up and we love your questions. They are really bringing us joy. I have to say so selfishly send them in (laughs) because who doesn't want joy. So head over to our website in order to do that, which is adventureswithspirit.com and let us hear from you. What are you thinking? Thanks for being a part of today's adventure with spirit. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. We'd love it if you left a review. Visit our website at adventureswithspirit.com to find out more information and submit a question for the chance to be featured in a future episode. Like what you heard? Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Andrea Neville Psychic Medium and at Intuitive by the Sea for more inspiring content. Here's to being adventurous.